You are now listening to Do You Now Believe taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good morning. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh, Yeshua, and the highest amen. We're celebrating um, the beautiful Feast of Tabernacles today. And um, what a beautiful time it is to be serving God, to be in his truth, to understand his truth, to know his truth, to declare his truth, to be a part of something that's greater than yourself. You truly serve a wonderful God. You truly do. So, today's message. Do you now believe? Do you now believe? It takes some things for people to believe. It really does. It takes seeing things to believe. It takes hearing things to believe. Okay? And it take it shouldn't take anything to believe but the word of God what's true you shouldn't have to see a miracle you shouldn't have to see a um, a great happening you shouldn't you shouldn't need to see that okay you shouldn't need to have something go your way in life for you to finally start believing giving God his credit amen those are all people who really don't believe you don't need a blessing to believe you don't need a, um, something good to happen in your life to believe. You should just believe. Just believe. Because believing is more than enough. More than enough. God will not be mocked due to people who pretend to believe and people who actually do believe. He will not be mocked. He waits for change. When it doesn't come, correction comes. If he loves you. And if you love him. Because he only loves those that love him. And that's just the truth. Hebrews 11, I have a um, little snippet for you. Hebrews 11, verse 1. If you have a say, glory to God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not seen. That's what faith is. Christ would say to his disciples, his apostles, right before he was going to be crucified. He says, do you now believe? Do you now believe because I'm leaving you? Do you now believe? Do you now believe because I'm going away? Do you now believe? After all these years I've been with you, do you now believe? That's what he would ask them. Again, faith is your reflection of your love towards Yahweh and Jesus Christ. You send it up to God, he sends it back down to you. Double. That's who God is. That's who God is. Pistis in the Greek. Okay, to have faith, living faith, divinely implanted, divinely implanted by God, the principle of love and trust without saying, only knowing for a fact. Faith, it's beautiful. So, faith is, it's beautiful. Pistis, to have faith, living, divinely implanted, the principle of love. And trust without seeing, only knowing. That's a fact. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Let's go to John. John chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to start here. We're going to end here. We're going to talk about the way you believe today. We're going to talk about the way you believe and how you should believe. Well, nobody can tell me how to believe. Yeah, God can. Because there's only one way. There's only one way to believe. Any other way is bogus. You can't believe because you got you got something your way in life. 
That shouldn't make you jump up and shout in joy. You should, you should jump up and shout in joy before you even get it. Amen. That's the truth. You can't believe because you saw a miracle. You can't believe just because you want something. Believing is pistis. And it's your love. It is your love. That's what believing is. It's love. It's love. People who have a hard time giving love to someone you can actually see, you're going to have a hard time giving love to God. People who are selfish are going to have a hard time giving love to God the proper way. And it shows no faith in God's eyes. Faith is what credits us in life. It, it builds our robe. Faith in deeds. Because it's your love. Your faith is living. It's divinely implanted. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. John chapter 1 verse 1. If you have a say glory to God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. The word is being Jesus Christ. And the word was God, Emmanuel, God with us. The same was in the beginning with God in the first earth age. He created all things with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Meaning what? Jesus Christ was in the beginning. He is the word of God. The word of God is older than anything else. The word of God is God. It is Jesus Christ. And everything that God created. From the first earth age to now and even before the first earth age, it is due to his love. And his love. It is due to his love. If you think about his creation, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The fountain of life. Even the tree of life. The light that the life that comes into us at birth. At conception, when the soul and the spirit is placed. It's a beautiful thing. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Now, this word comprehend is beautiful because it makes me happy. It's beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Comprehend. To understand with, without any shadow of a doubt. To understand without any doubt or any... Lag of feeling. To know emphatically. To comprehend something. To know it's not a mistake. To know it's not a mistake. To know it's real. So what is he saying here? He's saying that darkness could not comprehend the light. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1. And we get into the light and all the other stuff in darkness. Okay. But God had to separate them. Because that darkness is the devil. Where there is darkness, you will not comprehend the light, which is the truth, Jesus Christ. You will not comprehend it at all. You just won't. It's impossible. It's an impossibility, actually. Okay? And you will not have faith. You will have pretend. You will pretend to have faith, but you will not have faith, real faith. Because, again, what is faith? Faith is your love that you have for God, for Yahweh and Jesus Christ. And love makes you do things. Okay? Love makes you act different. Okay? It makes you be different. It makes you think Different. It makes you smile different. It makes you feel different. Love. Faith. It makes you want to do for the person that you love. Amen. That's love. That's faith. That's why people in darkness can't comprehend the light. Because they can't comprehend. And they don't believe. In Yahweh and Jesus Christ. That's a problem. 
So even if you have a little bit of darkness inside of you, yep, can't have no darkness inside of you. you there, there should be no darkness in you. Now let's let's understand, let's comprehend what darkness is. Okay, darkness is the devil. Okay, straight up, darkness is the refusal to learn of your father, to understand your father, to understand, to even save your soul through Jesus Christ. That's what darkness is. Not wanting to be in the light at all. There was a man sent from God. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light. That light being Jesus Christ. That all men through him might believe. Might comprehend. Might have faith. Might change and repent. And give their lives to Yahweh through Jesus Christ. Amen. He was not that light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. That light being Jesus Christ. He was that light's cousin. Okay. That was the true light. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So Christ places a light. God places a light on people. Who come into this world. To those souls. Because they have a decision to make. Whether they're going to love God and Jesus Christ. And serve God and Jesus Christ. Through faith. Or they're going to play games. Either way, your light can be stuffed out, can be snuffed out. He was in the world and the world was made by him. Imagine that. He walked this earth and the earth was made by him. And the world knew him not. Don't think it, oh, they're just not ready, they're just not there. If someone does not want God, if someone does not want Jesus Christ, if someone does not want the truth but they want falsehood, if someone does not want understanding, but they want no understanding. If someone does not want truth, which is Jesus Christ, the light. Meaning they do not want to believe or comprehend. They don't even want to share in the faith of the truth, of the love of God. That means they don't want it. You can't force that on anyone. Amen. You just can't because when you do, you're casting your pearls before swine. Okay. And I, I call them swine because that's what they are. Because that's what Christ calls them. Anyone who refuses the truth, refuses life, refuses the light is in darkness. Anyone who chooses falsehood over truth is in darkness. Anyone who chooses the world over God and Christ is in darkness. Anyone who puts anything before God and Jesus Christ and the truth is in darkness. And they got a problem, serious problem. And they... Don't comprehend like they say they comprehend. I want you to make that. I want you to understand that. And if you comprehend and you have the light, you're special. You're special. You could, I could count on one hand. No. I need a whole bunch of hands to count this. How many people don't love God but claim they do? I can discern how many people claim to love God but do not. But do not. Isn't that a problem? If you love God and the God that loves you lives inside of you and, he, and you understand who he is and you see him and you feel him. Amen. Does it not hurt you when people don't love God the proper way? Does it not tear you up inside when people don't love God the proper way? If it doesn't, there's a problem. There's a problem. Because now you're not feeling God. You're not feeling him. That means that the spirit of God isn't there. If you don't feel his emotion. That he has for his children when they reject him. Watch this. 11 again. He came to his own and his own received him not. That's sad. That hurts. 
Amen. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believed on his name, who know him, who understand him, who has that conviction and comprehension towards who he is. It says, before you even ask me for anything, you better know who I am. You better comprehend who I am. Amen. Listen to that. You better comprehend who I am. Sacred name. You better know it. His elect loved him. Those with this truth, those with the seal of God, love him. Verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. Do you hear this? Huh? I'm going to read 12 again because I'll make it very clear. I'm going to go right to 13 to 14. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God and the daughters of God. I ain't going to leave the women out. Even to them that believe on his name. Listen now. That comprehend who he is. That understand the plan. Which were born not of blood. There's a separation here. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man. But of God. You were not born of flesh and blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man. But of the will of the living God. Amen. That's his called. That's his anointed. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory. As of the only begotten. Of the father. God has a lot of children. But he only has one only begotten. That's Jesus Christ. Full of grace and of truth. Praise God. Do you need to see to believe? Or comprehend? The truth. From Yahweh and Jesus Christ. If so. If so. Darkness. Or double-mindedness dwells within you. Do you give God the runaround? If so, darkness dwells inside of you. If you're double-minded, darkness dwells inside of you. And it stops you from giving God your all in life. And that's a problem, amen? It's an absolute problem. We don't live that way. We shouldn't anyway. Let's go to John 20. John chapter 20, verse 19. If you have it, say glory to God. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, this is after his resurrection, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, they're running for their lives, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. He just appeared. He just appeared. He didn't, he didn't walk through a wall. He didn't... Um, knock on the door, he appeared. This is him appearing, okay? But God showed them a whole bunch of miracles. He did. He was witness to a lot of things. A whole lot of things. A whole lot of things. Does that mean they need to see to believe? No. That means God knows who they are. Okay? And he knows that by them, by him showing them a whole bunch of miracles and angels and, and um, um, supernatural things in their life. It's not a big deal to them. They don't need to see to believe. Because he's comfortable enough with his apostles and those that he call his anointed, his elect. 
to say, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to do this because there's a part in your spirit and in your soul that already says, I'm used to this. I know this for a fact. I know this to be true. It's, it's not a worry. Most people freak out if Christ just appears. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. They didn't ask to see this. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus unto, then said Jesus to them again, Peace be with you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. He's prepping them for the Spirit of God, which will come in Acts chapter 2. Amen. Whosoever sins ye remit, that means whosoever sin you forgive, they are remitted unto them. Listen now. Well, I didn't know an apostle, an anointed of God. I didn't know someone called of God had this authority. Yeah, they do. They do. Christ has told you right here. Whosoever sin ye remit, ye forgive, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sin ye retain, they are retained. Whoever sin you don't forgive, it stays with them. I want you to understand the power of God here. If God dwells inside of his elect, if he dwells inside of the anointed of God, one that he sent forth, he sends them forth equipped, ready with the Holy Spirit. He sends them forth not only just to speak his word, but to be an example of his word and of his kingdom. Amen. And if he says, I forgive you, you're forgiven. If he says, I forgive you not, you are not forgiven. But then you say, only Christ, only God can forgive sins, which is true. The authority comes from God, not from man, not from us. It comes from the living God. All the authority. I want you to see that. I want you to understand that. Verse 24. But Thomas... One of the twelve called Didymus, he was the doubting Thomas, was not with them when Jesus came. He should have been with them, okay, because he's a doubting Thomas. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see the, his hands, the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I will not believe. Unless I see for myself, I will not believe. Unless I... I don't care if he just appears, hocus pocus. I need to put my finger in his, his feet and in his hands. I need to put my whole hand in his side for me to believe. What's wrong with that? He needs to see a miracle to believe. How many miracles did he see when he was walking with Jesus Christ? How many times did he see Jesus raise someone from the dead? How many times did he see Jesus heal the blind? How many times did he see Jesus give hearing to the deaf? How many times did he see Jesus feed more than 5,000? Come on, Thomas. I believe this is for our benefit, even though he is doubting Thomas. 26. And after eight days... New beginnings. Again his disciples were within. And Thomas with them. Then came Jesus. The door being shut. And stood in the midst. And said peace be unto you. Praise God. Stood right in the midst of them again. Okay. No no knocking. Just walk. Just stood right in the midst. Peace be unto you. 
meaning be calm. It is your Lord and Savior. It is your King. It is God. I'm with you. Then said he to Thomas, listen, this is another insight because it lets you know that God hears every conversation that we have. Okay. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach thither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. That's sad. And be not faithless, but believing. Meaning, let's, let's break this down in the Greek, what he's saying here. He's saying, in the Greek, faithless is apistos. Apistos. And it means unbelieving, to show not trust, to lack love, hope, even to not want to hear or know. Apistos. That's crazy, right? I mean, Thomas, they all dwelt with Jesus. They all walked with Jesus. They all laid on the same ground as Jesus. They ate at the same table with Jesus. They bathed in the same lake or river or brook with Jesus. Same pool with Jesus. What does it take for you to believe? What does it take for you to change the way you do things in life and give God the glory? What does it take for you to stop being the old way and be the way God wants you to be so that the blessing of God can live within you for real or forever. You can't just depend on money. You can't just depend on food. You can't just depend on credit. You can't just depend on what you have. We depend on Jesus. Amen? What will it take? 28 And Thomas answered and said Unto him my Lord and my God Yeah you got it right Jesus saith unto him Thomas because thou hast seen me Thou hast believed Do you know how heart hurting that is to Jesus Because you've seen me Because you, you put your hand In my side You put your fingers in my feet And in my um, hands you, you have to feel me to make sure I'm real. Didn't I tell you I was rising on the third day? Didn't I tell you I would see you again? Didn't I tell you before I ascend to my heavenly father that I will be here? I will guide you. I will not leave you comfortless. Didn't I tell you that? Twenty-nine. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they. That have not seen and yet have believed. Glory to God. Blessed are they that have not seen. But believe. Amen. You don't need to see a miracle. You don't need to see. To believe. You just don't. All you need to do is know. And accept and trust. Your father. To have faith. The faith is alive. It is divinely in place. It is divinely implanted. It is the principle of love and trust without seeing, only knowing. That's faith. It is your love. Shout up to God in Jesus Christ. And it's shot back down to you in a larger form. Praise God. Verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are now written in this book. Which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe 
and comprehend that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Glory to God. Listen, this word life is important because I think it's important. It is Zoh in your companion Bible. You will find it in 170.1, and it is beautiful. Zoh. It is life. He gives life through his name. And the word life here is Zoh. Life in all its manifestation from the life of God down to the lowest vegetable. What's important about that is, and I'm not done with the definition, what's important about that is this, is that life, you, you will understand life, okay, from the lowest, smallest point, from the smallest insect to the greatest level, you will understand life all in between because of the life that lives inside of you, the wisdom and understanding that lives inside of you. You know how it says, um, I know how to do a lot of things. I'm a master of none. You know what I mean? You know that saying? But I'm a master of none. Let's listen. Okay. From the life of God down to the lowest vegetable, it is life and activity. Okay. And thus, especially, is the opposite of death. It is the opposite of death. It involves resurrection of life and of mind and eternal life. And hence, as such is the gift of God that is given to those that believe and comprehend in his name. For the resurrection of the mind and the resurrection of the spirit. Glory to God. Life. So beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. You got to understand how beautiful it actually is. Listen, it shouldn't take some major event in your life to cause you to believe and comprehend in Yahweh and Jesus Christ. We must stop being double-minded and truly believe in the goodness of the Lord. For what's really stopping you from truly giving Yahweh your all? That's a question to you. What, what's really stopping you from giving Yahweh your all? What's truly stopping you from being the person that Yahweh truly wants you to be in Jesus Christ? What's really blocking you from becoming the best version of you? Their answer is you. That's the answer, is you. It's your lack of faith and your lack of love and confidence that we have. That, I ain't gonna say we. Okay, but that people have for Yahweh and Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter two, verse one. Watch this. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. I'm not here to try to trick you. I'm not here to try to um, make you feel a certain way about God. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to speak the truth. I'm here to give the truth. I'm here to live in the truth, be an example of God and Jesus Christ and the kingdom of heaven. And that's why I'm here as well. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I didn't want to put too much on you. And I was with you in weakness 
and in fear and in much trembling. I was with you in every phase of your life. I've been there in every phase of your life. When you had a rough time, when you were weak, when you were confused, when you were in fear and in much trembling, I was there. I was there when it was joy. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power. That's the power of God. My faith in Jesus Christ and his power working in me. That your, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Where does your faith stand? It should stand in the power of God. It shouldn't stand in the world or in falsehood or in what people think or what you think people want to see from you. Howbeit we speak wisdom among, among them that are perfect, that are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that cometh to naught. We don't speak that falsehood and that worldliness and that wisdom from Satan. Again, I'm not trying to deceive you, Paul saying. I'm saying, the Spirit saying. But we speak the wisdom of God in a, in a mystery, mysterio, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Whose glory? His election's glory. His election. Those who know this truth, those who understand the truth, those who put nothing before God, those who love God above themselves and above their family, their husbands, their wives, their children, those who place God first. In their life. Those who want to walk with God. That's who this is for. But as it is written. I have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God hath prepared for them. That love him. Do you hear what he just said? I haven't seen ear haven't heard. I haven't seen. Ear haven't heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. Love him that have faith in him, that believe in him, that comprehend him. Again, faith is a divine principle thing. It is the principle of love and trust. So what Paul's saying to you is, I have not seen, ear, haven't heard. So you gotta just have faith and love and trust him. And believe in all the promises, all his holy word. And live your life accordingly. Putting nothing before him. Nothing that means nothing or no one. Not leading a life of double mindedness. Or worldliness. Or fleshliness. But just trust. Pure trust. Just love. The, the purest form of love. For your father. And Jesus Christ. Because you can't see the goodness that God has for you. You cannot see it at all. But God have revealed them unto us by his spirit, by his Holy Spirit. See, people with his Holy Spirit walk a different walk. They talk a different talk. They live a different life. It's a different life. We don't let things get between us and God. Amen. For the spirit search of all things, yea, the deep things of God. That's what the spirit does. Listen. If you don't have his Holy Spirit, you're going to have more trouble in life. That's just the truth. Because if you claim to believe and you don't, and you don't have it, your faith 
hmm, isn't where it should be. Meaning your love isn't where it should be. Due to your lack of faith and double-mindedness. So life's going to be a lot different. It's going to look a lot different for those people who don't love God the way they claim to love God. Because they're double-minded. Who put things before God. Their life's going to be different. It's going to look different and feel different. Because of your lack. Because of your lack of love and faith. Because of your lack of trust that you have for Yahweh. It's going to be different. When you see someone who lives a different life from you. Okay. And, and they're lacking in life because. Their lack of love and faith and trust for God. Their lack of belief for God. And Jesus Christ. Their lack of comprehension. Hmm. Do you, you got to realize that's where they want to be. That's what they want to do. You can't change it. You, you, you cannot change it. You'll be like, but I have the words, I have the knowledge, I have the spirit, I have the truth to change how they think. No, you don't. God does. God has it. Because they won't even listen to God. What makes you think they're going to listen to you? You understand what I'm saying? They won't even hear. Listen. They won't even listen to God. They're set in their ways. So they're going to have to deal with whatever comes their way. Until they truly say. I'm ready Lord. Again it's not on their terms. That's what people think. 11. For what man knoweth the things of man? Save the spirit of man, which is in him. That's how you know who you are. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. So therefore, if you don't have the spirit of God, it's because you still have the spirit of the world. If you don't have the spirit of God. So if you don't have the spirit of God, okay, how could you believe? If you, if you can't hear the truth, how could you believe, right? If you can't, Understand and comprehend the truth How could you give your life So when people claim When people claim To love And to admire Yahweh and Jesus Christ And to give the I love them so much And their life doesn't show forth And their life does not show forth They still have the spirit of the world And they are double minded and they're double-minded because they want to be double-minded. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God because of his spirit that dwells within us. Which things also we speak not in the word, in words which man's wisdom teacheth. Nope, we don't want that. But which the Holy Spirit teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Absolutely. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him or her. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. My God. My God. They can't comprehend because they're spiritually discerned. Okay. They can't crack this book. 
because this book is spiritually discerned. Amen. They can't open it up and read it on their own because this book is spiritually discerned only with the key of the Holy Spirit. Can you open it? It's called the key of David. Amen. You are blessed if you walk with your feet. You are blessed if you need not to see to believe. 15. But he that is spiritual judge of all things, not judge discerns all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Or woman, for who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. No one knows the mind of the Lord that he may instruct God. You can't instruct the Lord. You can't instruct God. You can't tell God how this should be. You can't tell God how that should be. People try to, though. They do. People in the world and of the world, they try to bring conditions onto their service and on their love to God. I think not. That's something that God don't want. That's something I don't want. But we have the mind of Christ. Those with the spirit of God. We have the mind of Christ. Those who are called and believe and understand. The mind of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So what should you take from this? Is that when you lack in life. I'm going to tell you why you let people lack in life. It's due to. Your lacking in faith. When you speak with an unbelieving heart. And a worldly mind. It's because. That's what you have. That's exactly what you have. There's no around, there's no way around that. A worldly spirit, a worldly spirit is incapable of giving your all to Yahweh and Jesus Christ due to the selfishness, the spirit of selfishness, and the spirit of unloving and trust that you have inside of you. It's not ready. It's not ready to believe in what it can't see. You understand that? It's not ready to believe in what it can't see or touch or get instant gratification from, okay? Basically, they're not ready to have a better life in Jesus Christ because you think you could do better yourself. Do you hear the, the depth and the truth in that? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? I pray you hear it. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. 2 Corinthians 5, 1. Alright, so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, if you have the glory to God. Now we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, the one, our flesh, were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens, a spiritual body. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Those who understand God, those who know God, we don't want to be here, okay? At all. Just don't. Not a place that we want to be in a state that it's in. But we know we got work to do. And we love God enough to complete our work because that's what we're here for. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. And shame. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Mm -hmm. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. This is a beautiful verse because it's, it speaks of that eternal life. And again, I talked about that life, Zor. Zor. And how it's life in the fullness of its manifestation of life 
and how it talks about life from heaven all the way to the smallest form on earth. Okay? It's a beautiful thing. It really is. That's that life that God gives. When you allow your spiritual body to lead and not your flesh. Glory to God. Now he that have wrought us for this selfsame thing in God, who also have given unto us the earnest of the Spirit, His Spirit, His Holy Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. We know that while you're here in the flesh, you're absent from the Lord. But we thank God for the Holy Spirit, which He just spoke of in the prior verse, that dwells with us, because it is God dwelling with us in Jesus Christ through His Holy Spirit. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Understand that. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk not by sight. We walk with the lamp of our feet. Guided by the Spirit of the Lord, not ourselves. When we guide ourselves and bless ourselves and we live for ourselves and we think with ourselves, we remain ourselves. We remain ourselves. And our being ourselves ain't a good thing. We remain because it keeps us away from the spirit of Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Because when we remain ourselves, we think that we know better than Yahweh and Jesus Christ. That makes me laugh. So you begin to get even more self-righteous, more double-minded, and away from he who created all things. And he who knows all things. We walk by faith and not by sight. Verse 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. Amen. Some people are not ready to give up life that way. They're just not. God knows he has those here who have a purpose here. Okay, They have a purpose, they have a will, they have God's will. He's going to give them everything that they need to complete that will, to do His will. But you got to have that state of mind. You have to have that state of mind in your spirit and in your soul. Because if you, you, if you desire to be here on earth, in the state of the earth the way it is, you don't have that state of mind. You just don't. My state of mind is to be with the Father. To do the Father's will. To be in the presence of God day in, day out. That is my state of mind. That is Paul's state of mind. That's the apostle's state of mind. That's the prophet's state of mind. And my will is also to do the will of God on this earth. To bring as many people out of the fire of Satan as I possibly can. To be with their Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We that truly believe and comprehend the Spirit are willing to leave this life in the flesh to be with our Father. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We that believe in the Spirit. Okay. We that believe in the Spirit. Our minds have completely changed from the world. And self to Yahweh and Christ. Filled with the Holy Spirit. There is no doubt. There is no double mindedness. Or emptiness. Or jealousy. Or envy. Or hate. For someone without a just cause. For the hate. Because we love what we love we love what God loves and we hate what God hates. But we're straight on in the truth and in love for Yahweh. Never competing in life 
with someone or anyone, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ. But always knowing that your father's watching and that we walk circumspectuously in this life to complete his will. Verse 9. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him. Of who? Of God, of Christ. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body or her body according to that he have done, whether it be good or bad. Listen now. Whether it be good or bad. See, judgment day for God's elect, for God's anointed is reward day. It's reward day. We're going to get all our rewards. But judgment day for someone in the world and of the world that worships Satan, that did all these foolish things, is really judgment day. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, how powerful he is. We persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. Knowing the truth should cause you to live your life, to give up everything in life, to serve God, so that your, con your conscience never wavers. Verse 12. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in the parents and not in heart. We have a lot of people who glory in the parents in this world. Okay? Who glory in the parents. Who worry about what someone else has. Okay? Who can't live their life unless they have the same thing or better. How was that faith? How was that faith? It's not. That's stupidity. It's a, it's a waste of freaking time. Those people glory in appearance because they want people to feel like God has blessed me. Look at me. But if you got to tell someone God has blessed you, you ain't blessed of God. Because when God blesses you, you know that he blesses you. And everyone around you is going to know that you're blessed of God. There's no questioning that at all. Come on. 13. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Whether we act crazy, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. We will become a fool in your eyes to give you Jesus Christ. Period. Hands down. That's what it is. You be like, well, pastor acts up too much. No. I will become a fool to get my message across to you because it's God's message. Amen. If I, I if I have to go to where you are, which I do, or if I have to go above where you are to where you are, then I will do so. And if I have to act a fool so you can comprehend the truth, I will do so. This is what Paul's saying here. For the love of Christ constraineth us. It, it keeps us in check. Because we must judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead in the flesh and alive in the spirit. You understand what he's saying here? Okay. But he's saying that if you claim to live your life to Jesus Christ, the things of the flesh, the things of this world, the things of the devil, you not comprehending, you not believing, you playing hokey pokey, you're darkness and your double-mindedness if you claim to be a christian if you claim to be in love with he who died for you on the cross 
then you should live your life to he who died for you on the cross. Amen? That's what he's saying here. That's what I'm saying. That's what the Spirit's saying. 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. There's that word self again. Unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Live only for Jesus Christ, not self. We don't live for self. We don't live for cars. We don't live for homes. We don't live for money. We don't live for food. We don't live for the air we breathe. We don't live for love. We live for the love of the living God. That's what we live for. And when you understand that, then you begin to comprehend. Then you really show your belief in Christ. Then your faith takes another shape and is in the form of love. And it comes back down to you in a special way. Glory to God. 16. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. He's in heaven now with the Father. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What's he saying? If you Claim to believe in Christ. If you claim to comprehend Christ. If you know that God is God even before you go to God. In, in the asking form like we do. Okay. Old things are pushed away. Amen. Old things are lost. They're lost. They're done away with. Your old ways are done away with. You should not. I say this all the time. If you are the same person that you was before you came to Jesus Christ. You ain't changed. There's no, there is no change in you at all. If you are the same human being that you were running the same game, playing the same mind games, playing the same thing that you played music-wise, that you played before you came to Christ, you ain't changed at all because you're the same. And old things, old habits, bad habits... Are all done away with when you claim to be a Christian, when you claim to believe, when you claim to comprehend Christ. Amen. Come on. And all things are of God who have reconciled to us himself by Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And have given to us the ministry, mysterio, of reconciliation. Of reconciliation. Listen, this is beautiful because the ministry of reconciliation, that's what we do. Reconciliation means all followers of Jesus are called to the ministry of reconciliation. We help non-believers reconcile to God and Jesus Christ and become believers. That's what we do. And then on top of that, we also help the people who are already in Christ. We help them stay in Christ. The reconciliation goes both ways. So basically, what I'm saying in a nutshell, what Paul's saying, what Christ's saying, what the Spirit of God's saying, in a nutshell, is that the ministry ain't about you. It's never been about you. It's about bringing people into the truth. You can't be selfish with the Word of God. Amen? That's what it's about. Again, faith, which is your reflection of your love, should make you do things... For God and for the one that died for you in love and rose for you in love. 
Because he, if he never died, we wouldn't have his spirit. Amen. We wouldn't understand how he feels about certain things. We wouldn't be able to feel God's emotion and understand his truth. 19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses, their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Do you understand your position? Do you understand that you have the, the ministry of reconciliation. When Christ would say, people you forgive, I will forgive. The people you will not forgive, I will not forgive. The people that you bring to the truth, I will accept them. Because I'm guiding you the whole way. The people you bring out of the fire, I am watching you. I am guiding you, pull, pulling them out of the fire of Satan. Reconciliation. And the people who are in the truth and who are messing around in the truth, double-mindedness and not ready to grow up, I am putting fire in your hands and in your mouth and in the word and I am putting it under their behinds. Because either you're going to serve Yahweh through Jesus Christ or you will not be in service to him, but you will be hmm. Here we go. 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Set forth ones, ones royal ones, ones with this truth, ones who hold this truth. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Come back to Yahweh in Jesus Christ's name. Get your mind right. It's not too late. Joy cometh in the morning. But joy only comes when you repent. Joy only comes when you get right. And if, you, if you're pretending, if you're putting things before Yahweh and Jesus Christ, if you are pretending to be a believer, and it takes a miracle to bring you in, that's not the type of service or servant or friend God would ask for. He's asking for sincerity and in love and a repentant heart in the spirit. 21 to close this chapter. For he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. God didn't know any sin. Christ didn't know any sin. They're the same. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. But if you're selfish... And all you do is taking the word of God for yourself, never planting seeds, never actually doing the will of God and being an example. You have no righteousness at all. Only selfishness lives inside of you. You're not ready to serve God. If you're not ready to serve God, sit on the bench. Simple as that. If you're not ready to serve God, sit on the bench. Get your legs right. Get your mind right. Get your spirit right. Amen? you got to be ready to serve your father. If you're claiming Christianity, he wants to give you the ball. He does. But he can if your mind ain't right. Romans 10. One more place after this and we're done. Romans 10, verse 11. You ever wonder who believes? Hmm? You ever wonder who actually believes in the word of God? I don't know how people think the spirit of God is. Okay? They can't think that it... They can't... People who play games in truth... People who put things before God, people who are double-minded, there's no way that they can actually think that God knows what they're doing. 
They they can they cannot think that they must think that God don't understand or know what they're doing. They they have to. They have to. Or the spirit doesn't understand. Or the spirit can't feel. Chapter 10, verse 11 of Romans. And it reads, For the scripture saith, Whoso believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Then you will not be ashamed. Why would you be ashamed if you believe upon Jesus Christ? There's no shame. There's no nakedness. You are covered in the name of Jesus Christ. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The Israelite and the Gentile, there's no difference. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. But it's how you call upon him. Do you actually call upon him knowing that he is God before you even go to him? You got to know who God is. You have to know that I am. Whatever you need me to be. 13. For whoso shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved from the, from the wrath of God and shall be saved from the wrath of Satan and all his foolishness and the world and be saved from themselves. For God will open your mind when you believe there's a resurrection that takes place in your life and causes you to do things different. How then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? Listen now. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. How beautiful. It is a beautiful thing, my friend. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. I want you to realize what he just said. He said, they can't hear unless they have a teacher. They can't hear unless they have someone from God teaching them. Okay? And they can't hear unless the Holy Spirit speaks to that person that's sent, that's sent by God. But then he goes here. Then he goes here. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. They have not all obeyed the gospel. They have their own agendas. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report, who really believes, who really comprehends the truth of Yahweh. Because when you comprehend, pistos begins to form. Faith forms because faith is alive. It is divinely implanted into our soul and our spirit. It flows through us. It is the principle of love and trust without seeing, only working in facts. That's it. Only working in facts. Who have believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So therefore, you can only have faith if you hear the truth. You can only have faith if you have a teacher preaching, anointed, sent by God, filled with the Spirit of God, a minister of fire, speaking fire. Fire don't hurt fire. Fire only hurts those who don't have fire. We serve a great God. So if they never been taught truth by someone who's called and anointed by Yahweh who's filled with the Holy Spirit and is filled with that pistis and lives eternal life and lives with a resurrected mind the mind of Jesus Christ 
if they only hear from Satan and his workers of falsehood and man's traditions which make void the word of Yahweh. So they can't hear until they hear truth. And they can't hear truth until they hear it from Yahweh's call, his anointed, filled with the Holy Spirit that leads and that teaches all truths from God and Jesus Christ. So when and how do they hear? During the millennium age is how they hear. During the millennium age, 18. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, the Bible's everywhere. God's truth is everywhere. But pre his preachers aren't everywhere. But they are today because one button, they go across the world. Right or wrong? One, one button, I go across the world. One push. Right? Right across the world. Bang! Push the button on this message, I'm in Africa. I don't live there. Okay? But I'm there. Push the button um, on this message and I'm in New Zealand. I don't live there. Push the button and I'm in Alaska. Push the button and I'm in California. Down South, Midwest, Ohio, Cincinnati, New York. That's the miracle of God. And we say glory to God. But I say, did not Israel know? They did. First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation will I anger you. That's the Gentiles. But he saith, is very bold, and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that acts not for me. Do you think that if you sit in this truth today, and you don't take it serious, and you don't truly believe or comprehend as Israel had the truth and they didn't take it serious and they didn't truly believe or comprehend and Jesus was among them who created all things. He went to his own people and they didn't even recognize him. Do you really think today for those people who put things before God, for those people who are double-minded but claim to believe and claim to be the righteousness of God, do you really believe that God will not bring in a people, that God will not bring in new people who will make you jealous and who will bring in some hard feelings because of the way you are. We serve a God that knows what he's doing. We serve a God of love and ambition and forgiveness and grace. And he expects it in return. 20 again. But he saith, is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not for me. But Israel, but to those with the truth, who just can't seem to get right. But to Israel he saith. All day long I have stretched out my hands. Unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Who will not serve God. Who will not get right. God's tired. I'm tired. God's fed up. I'm fed up. It said. That he who died for us all, making us all dead in the flesh, but alive in the spirit, should we not live our life to him? Should we not live our life to him? Do we not owe God and Christ everything? So where, where does the games come in? Where does the double-mindedness come in? Where, where does the um, 
They're not willing to change, come in. It comes from the devil. It comes from the spirit of the world. It comes from double-mindedness and hypocrisy. It does not come from God. John 16 to close. John 16. We begin here, we're gonna end here. And I want you to, I want you, don't be, don't be all in your emotion. When people don't serve God the way they're supposed to. God will deal with them. John 16 to close out. Verse 1. These things have I spoken unto you. That ye should not be offended. Do not be offended. This word offended in the Greek is scandalized. Don't let it cause you to stumble in life. Don't let it say well forget it. Don't let it cause you to stumble in life. Don't allow someone else's lack of faith, lack of love, lack of belief, lack of comprehending and knowledge for God to cause you to be scandalized. Don't allow it. And I mean, do not allow it. Amen? You're better than that. Let the power of God lift you up. Above the foolishness of the world and of those who do not serve God. And you be lifted up in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Be lifted up. Because the word's going to do enough to you. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. They're spiritually lost. No peace. No understanding. So they're going to worship the first Christ that comes. So they're going to think that they're doing God a service. By destroying you. Or by attacking you. And these things will they do unto you. Because they have not known the Father nor me. No truth. No peace. No love. No real wisdom. No, no wisdom to discern anything at all. Because they don't know the Father. They don't believe in the Father. And you can't believe in the Father unless you believe in the Son. And they don't know the true Christ. Understand. Their unbelief is void. It is void. It is vo it is too. It is void. It is covered over with blackness. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, ye may re remember that I told you them. And these things I said now unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. I said these things to you. But now I go my way. I'm leaving. To him that sent me, and none of you ask me, whether goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow have filled your heart. You got to understand something. If Christ never went away, they would have never worked out their own salvation. Okay? If Christ never would have went away, they would have never received the Holy Spirit. Amen? But he's saying, I'm always there. I am always there. No matter what, I'm a, a stone skip away. He's saying, you have the spirit of mine. I'm a stone skip away. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is for your, for your goodness. For you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the word for sin and righteousness and judgment. The correcting of the world and the ways of unrighteousness. And their lack of faith. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father. I died, I rose. And ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Satan will die. 
Glory to God. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now, because you're in your emotions. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truths. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, ye shall hear. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Has he not shown you things to come? Has he not taught you the future? Has he not given you prophecy from the word of God? So that when things happen, you're not caught up, you're not scandalized. But you're blessed because you know the future before it even happens. Glory to God. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father, Yahweh, have, have are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. You see that? That's pure love. That's pure love. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Whatever's, whatever's God's, whatever's Christ, it goes to the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, it, you have it. You have it. A little while, and ye shall see me. Ye shall not see me, excuse me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? Do, are you not listening? Are you not understanding what he says? He's saying, I'm going to die. I'm leaving you for a little while. He's saying, don't be sad. I'm still close. I'm always watching. I'm always with you. A little while and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. He's saying, I'm not dead. I'm going to the Father. I'm not dead. I'm not staying in the grave. I'm going to the Father. And I'm sending you a new version of me and the Father in the form of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. They said, therefore, what is this that he saith in a little while? We cannot tell what he said. This is the disciples. This is the apostles. Now, Jesus knew that they were de desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while, and ye shall not see me? And again a little while, and ye shall see me? I'm going to die. I'm going to be in the grave for three days, but my spirit still will be working in heaven and on earth. And then on the third day, I will rise, conquer death, because I conquered the world. And then you will see me. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. Listen, let me tell you something. If the world don't understand the truth, you got to remember, the world can't see the truth. They can't believe in it. They can't comprehend it. Because that's why we're in the world. We're here for a reason. We're here as that light. As that light. Be the light. 20. Really, really, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned to joy. Why? When you see me again. When you see me again. It's a beautiful thing. 21. A woman when she is in travail. When she's giving birth. Have sorrow. Because her hours come. But as soon as the 
As she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man or a daughter is born into the world. Hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It's worth the wait. You understand what I'm saying to you? It is worth the wait. And ye now, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Why? Because it's for you. Your joy is for you. It belongs to God in Christ. Those people who don't comprehend God, who don't believe in God, who have no faith towards God, who put things before God, if someone puts things before God, and they act a certain way, and they speak a certain way, and they live a certain way, and they put family before God, and they put things before God, guess what? That's who they are. I don't expect much from them. That's who they are. God doesn't expect much from them. That's who they are. You have to comprehend that. Part of his wisdom. He will deal with them. 23. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you by your faith and by your deeds. Because what is your faith? It is a form of your love that shoots up to God. It is the principal thing. It is, it is, it is the principle of love and trust without seeing and knowing only the facts. So therefore, if it comes back down to you, it's going to come back down to you. You will be blessed. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Asking ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. While you're here on this earth, ask that you may receive. But you can't ask because you don't believe. And you can't receive because you don't comprehend. And because you don't know that he is, I am. Double-minded people don't even part your lips. As it says in the book of John, in the book of James, a double-minded person shall ask nothing of God and don't think that you will receive anything of God. You will struggle in life until you get right. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I... Shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. Believing is everything. Believing without seeing is everything. I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. That's the whole thing. His disciples said unto them, Lo, now speaketh thou plainly, and speaketh no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. But this we believe, by this we believe, that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? There's your title. Do ye now believe? Me leaving makes you now believe? Me going away makes you now believe? Me telling you that it's okay to be in your emotions? But you need to control your emotions. Now you believe. Do ye now believe? Behold the hour cometh. Yea and is now. 
come that ye shall be scattered every man to his own and shall leave me alone and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me amen never alone God is always with you just as he is with Christ he is with those that believe and comprehend and know him and do his will you're never alone so basically do his will and you will not be alone when he leave, he's saying, when I when I leave, you're going to be scattered. You're going to be scattered. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Trouble's always going to find you in the world. When you are in the world and of the world, trouble will find you. Tribulation will be in your backpack. Tribulation will be in your wallet, in your mind, and in your spirit. It will be in your home when you lack peace of God. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, for I have defeated death. Listen, it shouldn't take a miracle or a life-changing event to believe in Christ. It shouldn't take you to get what you think you deserve to believe. The pure love that you have in your soul for Yahweh and Jesus Christ should cause you to believe and to do the will of your living Father. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where He wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.